Master, sir? I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Remember, Obi-Wan, if the prophecy is true, your apprentice is the only one who can bring the Force back into balance. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. At last, <laughs> we've revealed ourselves. At last, we will reveal ourselves, the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Uh, we're not having revenge, but we're back. We no revenge. We're a little late on this episode. I blame you. We, we wanted to give it a good think. Yeah. We wanted to really think about... Well, I think Ra if anything is to blame is the coronavirus. Um, Some of us I now think the, work the, the real person to blame is not me, Seth. It's you, Reagan, because you left the state. So... <laughs> There's that. Which is in violation of 18,000 coronavirus state edicts. It's in so. violation of the Star Wars spiritual <laughs> Star Wars laws. lore. I'd like to apologize to the fans. I really did a doo-doo. <laughs> this is a prequel big, apologetics. Big doo-doo. I'm going to explain the show now. Is that okay with you, sir? That is okay with me. This is prequel apologetics. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no problem. I'll have to get your consent. <laughs> uh, this is prequel apologetics. This is show where we talk about the Star Wars prequels. We're uh, big Star Wars fans, and we love the prequels, and we think there's a lot they can offer. We're looking at the final seasons of the of the Clone Wars. This is the final episode of the final season. Um, I'm Reagan, and that glob of grease over there is Seth. We already introduced well, yourselves. I covered that. Very, okay. Cool. So you can edit that out. We're not going to. Anyway, this is the final episode. Victory and Death. Very boring title. That's okay, though. It is kind of boring. I didn't see Let's a lot of victory. Let's talk about the title for 30 minutes. I saw some death. I didn't see a lot of victory, though. I don't know. This this episode is is a distant memory for me. <laughs> Did you rewatch it recently? No. Okay. You told me to, and I didn't. <laughs> I told you to. That's okay. That's okay. This uh, this I've one's seen weird. It once. I'm, I'm wondering what were your um, impressions? What's your? I remember those. Review? I do remember you my do. impressions. Um, yeah. Well, good episode. Some emotional moments. Some hmm. really cool action, especially towards the end. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed seeing those things. <laughs> what a weird corporate boardroom way of saying that. Good action. I enjoyed seeing those things. So That's what Bob Iger says. Weapons, weapons. The, the weapons, characters, vehicles, locations. Um, I had some criticisms. I really did. Yeah. This was a nice ending to the Clone Wars as a series. I think. Yeah. You see the end of the clones. You see Order 66. I saw their end. Right. They were buried. <laughs> you see a little bit of uh, bridging the gap to Rebels. Uh -huh. That's that's nice. That They yeah. did a good job there. However, as a story that was started in... As an arc, and yeah. as, as a story that was started three episodes ago, Oof. a little disappointing. I gotta be honest. I... Yeah. yeah. You agree? So I, you you more to say or I can uh, you go ahead you uh, I've I've set the stage you you stage. now you just you got to eat it I'm ready I mean, to follow I set up the table wow I mixed my metaphors there you did I set the table worse than me honestly I, I'm much worse at that I um, set the table I, I feel the same way there were a lot of cool things this episode things that 
were really sweet. I think he really stuck the landing. Dave Filoni, the long-term, long-time creator of the Clone Wars. Um, I thought Rex I, stuck the landing, too, at the end. He, he did. <laughs> we didn't see that, but he did. Um, but... We can really, I do want to talk about the end, about larger themes and how this maybe works with season six versus season seven as an ending. However, I think you said it really well of, does this work? You can't end the story of these characters at all because they're all alive. No one dies. Yeah. And there's really a point of, uh, that's really unsatisfying. And even in, in the internal arc, it doesn't really feel like an ending. But the most disappointing thing to me, I think, overall with this, and again, this is a great episode still, is that... <laughs> multiple times throughout the episode i felt like they were just running out the clock i remember mm, my first mm-hmm. my first thought on the last episode was oh yeah rex and soka leaving the ship that'll be the first five seconds then they're out of there they're gonna yeah. go to obi-wan they're gonna becomes uh the whole episode <laughs> it's the whole episode and there's just times i'm like okay they get away oh no we have to okay they're gonna do and it, it kind of yeah. dawned on me this is the whole episode and thankfully we get we get that ending kind of epilogue you you alluded to of rebels there but not enough. I felt like, yeah. Okay. I wanted okay. to see, because look, uh, okay, spoilers, everybody's seen this, everybody's seen Star Wars. All right, this episode ends with, uh, am I getting ahead of myself? Whatever. A big bad. The, 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 big the, bad. Point, the, point, the point I really want to make is, Ahsoka at no point ever has the conversation of, oh, Anakin became Darth Vader. Oh, I, Anakin. I think she needs Darth to hear Vader? that. I want to see her deal with that. What an amazing conclusion to the story, especially since in, yeah. in episode two of this arc, of this season, the, the other episodes, they suck. They don't exist <laughs> in this season. <laughs> in the second episode of this arc, when she fights Darth Maul, and Darth Maul says, you know, Anakin's the key to this whole evil plan, she doesn't believe it. She goes, eh. I want to see yeah. her be confronted with that belief. That's or what I thought least... they were going to set up, because that's yeah. how a story works, right? Oh, a story. Huh? Have you heard of that? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I think you're right. And I, I, I do think Rebels is where she at least learns 100%, but she could have at least been... Oh, you mean that, that other show, the one we're the not watching? The other show. The other show. Yeah. The, okay, yes. Right. The, the kitty one. That's a big oof right there. The big oof. But That's um, okay, though. <laughs> I don't want to be too hard on it, because this was a sweet episode. It was... I mean, look, I enjoyed it. But come on, give us something. The, the best parts of this episode, yeah. of, this, of this arc, were when... This season and Revenge of the Sith are talking to each other. And that was a great conversation. Yeah. And I feel like this time there was a hang-up. Like, they just hung up on that call. <laughs> All and right. Until the very end, I, got, I didn't get that connection. So, anyway, let's we'll just get into it. Um, I think you're too hard on it. I'm very hard on it. But the ending's awesome. I will you defend hate it. the ending, so whatever. Anyway, uh, you're looks, a It looks funny. Skinny, skinny no Vader, here. he looks weird. Hey, he... He's a, he... He hasn't we'll, been working out. We'll get there. He hasn't been eating. He's, he's been uh, starving himself after Padme's death. He's literally just a metal skeleton. <laughs> I was looking for it more on the second watch when you mentioned that, and uh, he you was saw a little it. skinny. He's a little skinny. However, it's still cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, this shot, this season, <clears throat> this episode opens with a really cool you shot. You dipped in the water there. I did. <clears throat> shut, shut. Uh, do, you the, do you remember the first shot of this? Nope. Do you remember how you could have remembered this first shot? I could have rewatched it. You could have rewatched it. <laughs> anyway, I'll watch uh, it now. Watch now. It opens with this really sweet again synth pad, but the it's it's just a simple shot of the Venator going through of hyperspace, but it's it's completely oh, straight on. I remember now. Yeah, I got nose, you. Got it. Nose very, facing. Very compressed. 
very compressed. Yeah, I got and it. It felt like a three D shot. Like if this if this shot was uh you know wasn't really wide enough, but if you sure. had three D glasses on, your 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 nose would touch its nose, which would be that would look cool. Gesture. I would like to see the uh, the hyperspace light trails going behind me, going away from me in three D. That would be really cool. Oh, you would like that? Would you I'm like lo- to enter hyperspace personally? I would. That that sounds fun. Okay. Weird. It, it would probably not be a big deal, honestly. What did you think about the red hyperspace? I think I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the red beams. I don't even remember that. Wow. When oh did that happen? Gosh. Oh my god. When uh, Maul gets him out of hyperspace, the commanders are like, uh, something's going on. And oh, go, when they when huh? they get yanked out and of hyperspace. Red beams go, gotcha. Uh <laughs> that that sequence was really cool. Very I definitely cool. liked that. So I was almost immediately disappointed by this opening, simply because in the last episode <laughs> of our podcast, I tend to say things very confidently, just in life as a human. I said, I said in the last podcast that this is clearly Darth Maul slicing this door, and I cannot wait to see what was happening. Turns out it was just some clones, which just dramatically yeah. you think of. They close the door from the clones. That was a big, a big win. In the last episode, you started again with the clones are still trying to get in. That was a little dumb. Yeah, to me. it's kind of uh, yeah. It, I think that speaks to what you were saying about they're just they're just. They're, they're stretching this out. They're just buying time with us. Which is hard because I think they could have done a lot of interesting things and we should talk about that at the end. But uh, the one part I do like about it is that it really starts to hammer home, I think, a theme of this episode and the last one of just for the first time showing, this is the first time obviously that Jedi and clone have clones have been at odds with each other. And so it's kind of showing, you know, clones are, clones are tough. They don't give up. They're not droids. In this entire droids episode. Droids give, give up. They raise their hands. They say my, don't shoot. My give up. Oh, Jar Jar said that actually. We saw that in episode one. This kind of went. Um, <laughs> clones, they're tough. They they are they are resourceful. They will remount an attack. They are smart. And even though it's kind of annoying, the, some of the coolest moments in this episode are because of the clones. Uh, they have, they are determined. That's cool. Determined. So that, determined. They were determined. Did you notice? I'm jumping way ahead. I'm so sorry. But uh, did you notice how? Stay on target. You've, I I can't. This is this sucks. Uh, did you notice how Jesse's mask, you've mentioned this multiple times, his helmet, it's more Stormtrooper design. Yeah. And something I, I haven't really put together until now is the, the Stormtrooper's visor, the, the eyes, it's kind of more of a frown. Where you, you cut to Rex, and he's got this kind of, he's just a straight visor like Jango Fett does. Yeah. And what that does, it makes Rex look a bit more level-headed. It makes Rex, looks, makes looks, um, Jesse look a little eviler. Scary. I like that. Yeah. That's good. He looks scary. Also, Rex, he looked yellow. Ugh. Anyway. Um, His armor? Yeah. And yeah, he, too, he's got a little he, too far on the yellow slider. He's got to clean that. What's he with Rex's? Is, uh, Rex has some paint on his armor that's he kind does. of uh, red and blue lines, or kind of yellow and blue lines. I don't know what that is. He was feeling artistic one day. Just mold. Mold. <laughs> they, got, they got the orange paint for Ahsoka's face mask, and he said, I want to try some things. He, he's embarrassed. He didn't want, he didn't want you to notice. Um, so they get, they get out. Ahsoka is able to push the door on the clones uh, as they finish slicing it, which uh, most, cer- most certainly murdered them. So, <laughs> oops, big oof on that one. Um, oh, anyway, I see. They, I see the red. I see the red. That's cool. You see the red now. I oh, see you're watching it. I'm watching it. Good. <laughs> um, they get out in the hallway and um, they're kind of sad, and that's where. Rex says, well, the boys are having a hard time today. Oh, Darth Maul got away. <laughs> and so he says, actually, yeah, I want him out. And he goes, huh? And she runs away, you know, to get to the hangar. Because at this point, the escape pods have all been jettisoned. Yeah. I want to talk about this later, but Ahsoka letting Maul out 
was basically completely inconsequential. And it's setting up Rebels stuff at the end of the day. I didn't like that. Well, it was consequential in the fact that uh, their escape was not good. However... But they escaped. How cool would it have been if Darth Maul... The net result was the same. ...brutally murdered Jesse, which is in odds with Ahsoka wanting to be nice. I think... I think the real... The true ending for the story that they set up would be Maul kills Rex, the one clone she wants to save. You can't do that, though, because they're in Rebels. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That would have been tragic. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, well. Ah, now I'm mad. Anyway, uh, we cut to Darth Maul. And Darth Maul, he's he's straight off a really B.A. And I'm not going to say what B.A. stands for, but audience, I think I think you know. He had an incredible Can I say run. it? Should I say the word? You should say it. Cause you can say it. Darth Maul's badass. <laughs> um... His his hallway scene the last episode. We just kind of touched on it. We just say I watched it five or six times. <laughs> After the fact, I was wow, watching you enjoyed it. it. You really enjoyed I watched, it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you just had a mouth malfunction there. <laughs> um, something about it. So obviously it was a ripoff, or not a ripoff. Nothing in Star Wars is a ripoff. Star Wars is always <laughs> referencing itself. Star Wars it's is creatively bankrupt. It's, po- it's poetry. It rhymes. Star Wars is creatively bankrupt, but it's always bailing itself out simultaneously. It's a complex <laughs> economic structure that interesting. Darth okay. <laughs> um, but the, the cool thing about the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One is it's just, it's a scary moment, and the music goes da It's just really scary. The one at Darth Maul is it's got these flutes. It's got these like high pitched kind of mm. melodic instruments and. He's the hero in that scene. Yeah. Despite him murdering, it's such an interesting scene. So I was really excited to see what he was going to do next. And uh, he chokes some boys. And he goes into the hyper hyperdrive room. What did this and room look did, like? What, what did this did look you like? Think to it you? looked like it looked like something we'd seen before. It looked okay. Good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you caught that. Uh, I caught the pass interception. It looks like the Naboo power room. Interesting. That Is that not what you were thinking? Say. No, it's not. But I like that a lot. I thought it looked a bit more like the Death Star to me. No, oh, it okay. It definitely looks like the Death Star. One hundred percent. You're hundred percent right because the the red of yeah. some of the energy things does kind of push it more in that direction. Interesting. Yeah, it's well the whole the whole Venator uh Star Destroyers at this point have gone full Empire. They look like uh they look like the Death Star in a New Hope and they look like the the, the Star Destroyers in ESB, that film, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> a, good, a good one. ESB. <laughs> Rent it now. Um, it, you're 100% right. It looks like the Death Star. It looks like the giant chasm in the Death Star. Mm-hmm. But the openness in the catwalks did call to mind the Naboo power room. It did. I thought. It did. And, and it, <laughs> especially with him there, I just thought, uh, I kind of read that scene as... He's getting his chance. <laughs> he, he will not fall down a pit again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you feel a little bit like, what is this? Why was this done like this? Something because you're not you're an Avenator. It's not. It's a big ship, but it's not that big. I mean, the whole middle part of it is it's a pretty hangar. big. Pretty big, but this is a huge cavernous room for a a control panel and some pipes. <laughs> I, I kind of wondered why it was built like this. What are you anyway, talking about? They're those the huge generator things. They didn't have to be suspended over catwalks with no guardrails. Yeah, they did. Those things descend down into the abyss. I'm looking at right now. In the planet, cool. You don't know what you're talking about. 
So Darth Maul, he goes in here. He has some cool things. He uses the force to redirect some some troopers' blaster bolts. He's he again has no lightsabers, so he is using simply the force and the clones against themselves. He not only redirects their blaster bolts on themselves, but he uses the he kicks a he kicks a guard. His helmet flies off, and he's able to use the helmet to block some bolts, which I thought was yeah. mad disrespect. <laughs> um, I have to complain about what I have oh, to complain. Definitely. I'm sorry. I have to complain. Please complain. Please. Star Wars without lightsabers at a certain point gets boring. Ooh. Just seeing a guy hold out his hand. Like it, I, 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 got, I got bored of that. I really you, did. You were bored. Interesting. Um, it's, it's I was too not much, bored simply because... It's too much of a good thing. When Luke Skywalker... Mm-hmm. When Luke Skywalker... Okay. I, I think you're meditating. That was, that was I, I respect that. <laughs> that was good. It's that time was to move on. You said. That was a good thing you had. Um, when Luke uses his hand in Empire Strikes Back to get the lightsaber, really cool. It's great. Uh, in Clone Wars 03, when you see the Jedi using superpowers, it's a little over the top, but, you know, it works. It's, it's a different medium. You've never medium. seen anything like it before, so it's cool. Yeah, right. Clone Wars, especially here, they start they start trying to use the Force powers more. And it ends up just being throwing people a lot of the time. Throwing people, people and catching were, people. People were thrown. People were thrown in Clone Wars. And here, him in the control room, or in the, in the hyperdrive room, rather, um, look, I, I liked it. It was neat. I liked seeing him wreck the hyperdrive. There were explosions, and there was, there were, there was electricity. I liked it. But at the end of the day, it's a guy, it's a guy standing there holding his arms out. <laughs> I like it because there's a lot of Jesus things there. This uh, man's Satan, though. It was, yeah, I think you're totally right. The last episode was like eating a batch of warm cookies from your mother's oven. This is awesome. <laughs> this was a pixie stick directly to the throat. Well, and then you <laughs> keep eating them? <laughs> he keeps, keeps going. There was some, you know, something about it where I definitely liked it up until I was not a huge fan of him wrecking the hyperdrive. Because I, I had heard, you and I, we, uh, we purvey some CD parts of the internet sometimes. Uh, we were on Star Wars <laughs> leaks and I just we? saw the headline, Darth Maul takes an answer out of hyperspace. And I went, Oh, <laughs> oh, which is cool. It's actually a cool callback because Sam Witwer, he who voices Maul, he also played um, Galen Starkiller, the, the Force Unleashed protagonist, and he has a scene where he is able to crash a Star Destroyer. Oh, okay. and I was like, oh, cool. this is kind of a weird meta thing. But just seeing him kind of wreck the internal thing, I just kind of said, "Sir, why?" <laughs> Why are you doing this? Like, I understand this is going to stop some things, cause some damage, but we see this later too when it comes out of hyperspace. But I don't know much about cars. You seem to know a lot about cars. Imagine <clears throat> a Ford Ferrari. Imagine a Ferrari just speeding Ford down. Ford Ferrari, nice. Okay, that was dumb. That was a film. Imagine a Ferrari <laughs> speeding down the road at 100 miles per hour. And imagine I'm, all I'm of a sudden. Imagining it. Imagine my. You, you, you know I'm not the best driver. I have some problems. Imagine my lead foot just crunching down the brake like a ton of bricks. That car would explode, going up from 100 to zero instantaneously. Yeah. The Vendor goes from 1 billion miles per hour to zero. Well, that's the thing about hyperspace. It's not about speed. Uh, I see your point. I see it. You're slipping into another dimension. I'm going to let, I'm gonna let f- say over my head, though, because there's something about this where when it comes out and it's all smoking, I yeah. like that. However... <laughs> However, the ship probably should have just exploded instantly. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Last Jedi sets up that, uh, I don't know, things happen when you go into hyperspace. 
<laughs> what things happen? You, uh, you know that scene. I, the cool. Uh, that's a cool what scene. What are you talking about? Last Jedi, when the Holdo maneuver. I have not watched that film. Oh. I have not watched that film. Interesting. Wow. But that wouldn't, doesn't that cut against your, what you just said that. It's it, does. About spe- it, it, it does. Okay, good. It does. I'm just what saying, you're saying in is, the logic of Lucasfilm, maybe they're trying to marry those two things. Marry, which we've seen that yes. consistently in this arc. So yeah. just to clear it up real quick, Seth is talking about uh, the hyperspace wormhole transmutional theory. I just made that name <laughs> up. Where the, the ship goes to a different dimension, which it would not intersect A dimension where faster than light travel is possible. Yeah. And that dimension, yeah. it's not like it's clipping through things. It's going, it's literally a different dimension. Where yeah. this is saying it goes through speed. However, the problem honestly, is Because, because, because the, the, tra- the hyperspace transmutional theory. <laughs> it's probably a wrong theory. If, if you look at what Han Solo says in. Yeah, bounce um, into a nebula or asteroid. And that's, that's exiting hyperspace. That's the problem. It's when you exit oh. it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, well said. Well said. Anyway, this is a, this is a lore abyss. Um, anyway, I just didn't love seeing it. However, I did like the close-up of Darth Maul. He was like... And sparks were coming up behind him. It was actually just like that shot in The Last Jedi, again, where... Uh, oh, yeah, when they're Hux, on the, the bridge. Hex says, oh, Supreme Leader's dead! And he goes... Yeah. And there's he's long live Supreme Leader. And, and, the bridge, the, and there's the these sparks going... Yeah. And fire. You're right. It was, it was just pure evil and sparks. Pure evil and sparks works together. Filoni's been uh, taking notes he's the past watching. few years. That's what happens when he's bored. Anyway, we catch up with our heroes. And they are now do. in the hangar. And they need to get a shuttle. Turns out the shuttle, it's 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 locked. They don't have the keys. And uh, Rex is talking about, well, we're going to have to kill him. And Rex gets a little upset here. <laughs> And you Ahsoka, got, you Ahsoka got a little says, upset. Ahsoka says something really sweet. She says, this is probably the best part of this episode, frankly. She says, I had it written down. There's a lot of words here. It's, and there's no real spacing, so it's kind of hard to find it. Uh, she <laughs> says, they may be willing to die, but I am not the one who will kill them. Because um, Rex sees, look. Uh, oh, by the way, I skipped some parts. The, the clones have assembled in the hangar to stop them. Um Rex sees this as a binary. We will either surrender or we will die. But Ahsoka, who's not a Jedi, in this moment, she becomes a Jedi. Because to me, a big moment of being a Jedi, a big part is finding the third path. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, there's either despair, surrender, death. She sees a third path of, you know what? We're going to just, we're, <laughs> we're going to, you know, what was her plan exactly? Uh, get to the show, I guess. Uh, her plan doesn't go very well, but you know what? I appreciated it. And it's a Jedi's intuition, you know, it's just like when Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back, which is a film we should probably talk about very soon. <laughs> um, Darth Vader says, that's them. That's the one. When he sees, when he sees the, the shield. He generator. knows. He, yeah. It's intuition. And, and I think Ahsoka the, here. Is it Admiral Ozzel? Is Admiral he the, says, the one who dies? Ah, bruh. Bruh. No. Bruh. He says, Lord Vader. <laughs> Lord Vader. <laughs> he Lord tries Vader. to explain to him. There are thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> what a complete screw up. I'm quoting you now. Anyway, uh, I said cool. that. <laughs> in this moment, I think to me, Ahsoka is a Jedi again. She she is. Um, she was never not a Jedi. She was never not a Jedi, but uh, I think internally something something cool happened there. Yeah, I'm with you. She became <sighs> she 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 finally overcame the Padawan status. Probably the Padawan status. Yeah. Jedi master. This was her trial. The trial, the trial of the flesh, spirit. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever, who cares? <laughs> Um, so the droids now have, are enlisted to help, and they go down to the hangar, 
and they do a good old classy trick a good old classy trick just to fool the clones what do they do do you remember no <laughs> episode four episode four uh episode four luke and han and uh, a certain furball enter an elevator at a certain place the death star and uh they decide to shackle up their good friend in the guise of hey we're we're gonna pretend like he's our prisoner oh i remember now but uh, Luke's, wait but let han... me say it i remembered i remembered because because i watched it good job because <laughs> i pulled it up watching it up in live time <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm scrubbing you were derelict in your duties sir. i'm scrubbing you um, are expulsed hey i was ready you took too long what are you um, talking about you went you went away and then you waited oh. all weekend sir you work all evening every day not on the weekend okay anyway they pretend rex pretends to have captured ahsoka yeah it's a good he, trick he even gives her a good old punch in the head Punch a in good the head. old, good old police misconduct. Did really you enjoy that? It. Did you enjoy seeing uh, a woman women get, get battered? Never. But just <laughs> like Luke, or I think says it. I think I think Luke says it. No, Han says it. Luke Han, Han, Han said this will never work, and that this this plan it never works. So they, so Rex comes up to uh, comes up to uh, Jesse, and literally. <laughs> All the clones in British redcoat formation for some reason. They're not behind cover. They're not fortifying defenses. They're just in lines. Dumb. Maybe Rex is the brain <laughs> of the operation here. And I, I like this. I like Jesse being the clone they're confronting here because you know, again, he's not that set up, but he was set up in the last the last couple episodes. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So he says, "Oh, good job, good job, boy. Good job, Rex." He doesn't say that. Uh, Rex says, "I got the prisoner. Stand down." And just says, you know, you got to execute the order, so execute it. They used the word execute so many times, which I liked. That was that was some, that was some some George Lucas love dialogue there. Execute, execute, execute the order, so execute it. They just execute. Why, so why doesn't Rex do it? What does he do? He says he creates a logic trap. <laughs> logic trap. I think one that I alluded to when we talked last time is, well, Asuka, she's not technically a Jedi. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's not. So while. Uh, Gotta it's kind of interesting because it's kind of using, I don't know, it's kind of using, it's kind of a Palpatine move to say, to just use words like that to conceal the truth. It didn't work out. Furthermore, it's actually, it's more of a droid thing because you can, you kind of trap the droids that this way with just kind of these logic traps. Clones should be smarter than this. And it kind of shows to me that. Oh, interesting. Well, first, maybe it's just bad writing. But secondly, it could be showing that or 66, it's not just this bad thing. You're making Jedi thing, but it's literally taking away the best parts of the clones. It's literally yeah, dehumanizing. turning that mind against them. Yeah, dehumanizing them, which is the whole project of the Clone Wars. The turning show them is into dehumanize robots. Into robots, which uh, it's cool. The whole point of the Clone Wars is to humanize the clones, and we're seeing the dehumanization of clones here. So, uh, good. The ending. part where good job. Rex says something like, "Jesse, we've we known each other a long time. A long time." That part's cool. That part's cool. And you, uh, you can kind of see uh, Jesse start to doubt himself. Yeah. But, but then, then in, the, in the end, he, I don't know. The, the, gears the, keep, the, the computer gears chips keep too, turning. Yeah, the gears keep, keep turning. The, the computer chip's too strong. And he says, I accuse you of treason. Did you notice that, uh, that uh, Jesse called uh, Palpatine Darth Sidious? Special assignment not. from Darth Sidious. That's kind of cool. That was kind of cool. 
<laughs> I this, like that. This scene though of uh, of Jesse becoming mm. going full full like slave, I guess, mm-hmm. was really scary. I thought it was because I mean, like they have the numbers coming. Come on. Well, it's not that it was. It was the de- it was that dehumanization. Seeing it so point blank, seeing it right in front of you. There was something. They do something in this episode. Oh my. Oh my gosh. We're such. We're such fools. There was an incredible point that we missed when Rex and Ahsoka were talking. When and Rex is getting full on anger mode, where Ahsoka she just kind of walks up to Rex, and oh, this just part. kind of reaches up and just kind of takes off his mask, which to me was awesome because Rex this entire time, every time he's been dehumanized by Rex, he's like he's had the he's had the mask on. Um, it's just kind of the way of concealing his humanity. And Ahsoka oh, yeah, and takes off the helmet and he's crying. And, he's crying. Single again, tear. It's the best scene of the of the, of the episode. Maybe and then he looks away because he can't away. bear to be seen. He can't bear it. And he's he's angry. He's sad. He's ashamed because he he knows they're his brothers, wow. but he he wants to kill them. There's just a lot happening. When you're when you're great. watching Star Wars in 1977 and you see oh, the stormtroopers, I, I, I think you were. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops. And you see the stormtroopers just dying left and right. Did you? Would you have ever thought a stormtrooper would cry? Or could cry. I did. I did. The scene with Obi Wan and uh, they're talking. They're having some small talk, and the stormtrooper says, "That's really something to see." They were talking about Rex <laughs> crying. <laughs> but no, it's anyway, it's it's taking this. Scene. But yeah. the it's taking this crony, this goon, just a, this stupid stormtrooper. Stormtroopers are yeah. people make jokes about him. They can't aim. Can't they can't hit anything? They're short. They're a dime a dozen. They suck. Yeah, yeah. and they cry. They actually cry. However, that's cool. It's, it's, it's cooler than that. I'm going to go ahead and trump your compliment because it was a good thing. I'm going to keep building. Go ahead. Star Wars is incredibly stupid sometimes. I have entire books that illustrate how stupid it is, but I love it. I love it. It's just spaghetti. <laughs> it's just, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Han Solo, he wore, he wore red stripes on his pants. So those are Karelian blood stripes. Oh, Karelia is a plant. It basically, one set, <laughs> like, you know, the wolf man in A New Hope. In this kind of thrown together shanty Cantinasian. Wolfman He Jack? becomes an entire species. <laughs> he becomes an entire back. So Star Wars, it, yeah. it collapses and sometimes under the weight of its lore. However, this is a cool thing. This is saying those goons, the stormtroopers. It collapses only to expand again. Who would have thought that that after being piled on with so much spaghetti, some some more meatballs would finally be added. Be added. <laughs> this is truly cloudy for chance of meatballs. Wow. Great, I mean, great stuff. I, I, I don't think you really added on to what I said there, I, but sure. It was a side. It was a side dish. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. So the whole time they are distracting the clones from realizing that the droids, they're up to some mischief. And with a little salute, a little, the droids have little arms. I love it. Later, the droids have their hands. In I this like episode. that. Um, the droids, there definitely is one of them that looks like, just like Chopper from Rebels. So that, there's definitely a, rebel, a bit of a Rebels influence here. Which one is it? Which one's Chopper? Cheap, 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 cheap. I think it's cheap. Oh, cheap, cheap, cheap is Chopper? So cheap, cheap. cheap is the, uh, he looks like an astromech, but he's shorter and fatter. Fat one. So Chopper well, he, looks like that? His arms come up from higher, too. That's cool. I liked, I liked him a lot. Can you, see, can you see this? No, I'm watching Star Wars. Oh, I hate you. Do it again. No, I'm good. Anyway. Do it again. Uh, I want to see it. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so they finally get the all clear, and what they do is they get the lightsabers back. They start fighting, and the droids, they, for some reason, so I guess below the hangar decks is the maintenance hangar, which is kind of cool. 
And because of that, all the clones are just sitting on uh, trapdoors. Yes. So a lot of them, they fall. <laughs> they, they fall on a long ways. And this whole time, Ahsoka, she's simply disabling the clones. She's cutting off their weapons. Rex is stunning them. But the numbers are still against them. However, there's a certain man. He takes advantage of the chaos. <laughs> He's known for this. Maul enters and he sees, oh, a shuttle. That's mine. <clears throat> and he runs for the for the shuttle. The, the last shuttle remaining that uh, shuttle. Ahsoka wants. Ahsoka and yeah. Rex want. They do. They do. They and uh, Maul's getting there first. And he, Maul says, look, dude, you wanted this chaos. <laughs> Which Maul's kind of the right here. You wanted this. And he kind of pushes some crates over. And uh, he gets in the ship. And uh, I think what happens next is somehow Ahsoka, he's taken off. Somehow Ahsoka is able to use the force to stop him from getting away. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, um, I mean, it's like that moment in Rise of Skywalker when Rey. Oh, you said the word cool and Rise of Skywalker in the same sentence. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Well, it's cool in this context of Dave Filoni trying 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 to. to, Yeah. Yeah. Again, but but, but look, someone using the force to keep a ship from leaving. That's cool. That's definitely cool. Why would Darth Vader not have done that in the Morning Falcon in Empire Strikes Back? Darth Vader Darth Vader is very powerful. I think he would have done that. Uh, Why would he not do that? That's true. But hey, I, I kind of like one of those it. things where I looked I at it and it. I just said, those thrusters are so powerful. Those are literally those are literally little atom bombs exploding. <laughs> well, he gets, a, he gets away. He gets away. <laughs> Rex actually helps. I thought was kind of cool. I <laughs> didn't understand what, how he was helping. He's, he's just trying holding to plan her. her down. Yeah. She, she, at a certain point, she has to let go, and it's this weird moment where she kind of admits, like, "Okay, this is gonna be rough. Like, this is gonna be tough now. Like, this is, I might have to cross my moral boundaries." But she doesn't. But she, there's definitely a moment of, "Ooh, when the droids." Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, we missed another. <laughs> no, we didn't. There's a lot. Before they go out in this thing, there's just a really epic shot that was straight up Blade Runner, actually, and this is just <laughs> epic synth pad. And it's just the hangar doors going. <laughs> and it's just, it's just the doors going. <laughs> there wasn't that much sound, but it was, it was fun, fun to make that sound. That was good. And the whole thing is the ship is disabled. And it's it's being caught in the moon's gravitational pull. So the entire time the ship, the Venator class, it's being pulled to the moon. The moon, it's going to crash. It's gonna, they're going to crash. In fact, they're going to break apart. In fact, anyway, they do crash. Maul gets away. <laughs> And the thrust of the sh- the thrust, I believe, and you're watching the episode, you know. Yeah, I'm watching. The, the thrust of the of his escape pushes her over the edge. She's barely able to hang on. Um, Jesse has now recovered. They're shooting at him. They're targeting the droid. It's really tough. Um, oh yeah, this is my favorite part. She's barely able to get back up there, and they ride back. <laughs> kind of a big sense of. <laughs> she get they, some of them are able to get back up there. Um, they execute some of the droids, and what Ahsoka does is she uses execute. two lightsabers to throw her lightsabers down. Go, she throws it in a circle really quick. We're using the force. She and they carves pull it back a down. hole. Yeah, I've seen that before. Where there is a before? film called uh, Superman Two: oh. <laughs> The Death of Superman. My favorite film. Uh, no. Oh no! It's just called I'm Superman. I'm not well versed. It's just called Superman Two. Um, it is not a great film, but. This exact thing happens, mm. and it's really cool. 
Is there, not, is there not, not another point in Star Wars where somebody cuts a pole underneath themselves? Happens all the time in Clone Wars, for sure. Not the lightsaber. In, in the films, no? Okay. No, that would look too silly in live action, I think. Don't you think? No, I think it would look, I think it would look epic. For some reason, I'm picturing it in live action, so... You it know what? Just, it would never <laughs> work in live is? action. You know what it is? What? It's the deleted scene of Anakin and Obi Wan in <laughs> in the miserable hand when Grievous kills Shakti and they go. And this is this is when this is when there's this whole deleted scene here. I'm not going to put it in. I did that last time. Sorry, <clears throat> but but Anakin says, "Okay, Master, what do you think about this plan?" He kind of gestures to his chin, and Obi Wan says, "No, no, 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 too subtle." And 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 and, and Obi Wan goes. He kind of curls his mustache, and he goes. Anakin says. Oh yes, good plan, good plan. And they activate the, they activate the writers at the exact same time. They spin in a circle and they go, poof, and they fall down. And Jerome goes, ah. "It's really oh good. wow, interesting." Yeah. So you George, you've not really delved into the weird scenes of Star Wars, have you? I've seen them. I've seen them Disappointing. all. No, I've seen them all at some point. They just, uh, I mean, Thanks. they're not good. They're not. They're not good. So I didn't watch them repeatedly like <laughs> it's, you. It's funny because they they go down in the water and they just. The prequels have this problem all the time where like it's just an intense thing, and then they just start walking afterwards. They're like. <laughs> and, and, and they're in this water thing and and uh, and it's like they're gonna follow us everyone says oh no any 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 blast will blow up the entire ship and they just keep walking like nothing's wrong <laughs> hey, that's and Jedi. it's clear it's clear the actors <laughs> they're in a green screen abyss anyway moving on <laughs> this is really cool they fall down rex kind of takes a big hit <laughs> when he falls down and of course they fall down directly to where all the clones are and this is this is the part of the episode where i i really feel the clock they're trying to run it out. I'm just like, okay. All right. And they I start think, shooting. I, I think I mentioned right after we watched it that, mm-hmm. oh, do you know what I'm going to say? I do. Okay. <laughs> yes. There's so many extended sequences of Ahsoka just blocking blaster blocking bolts, the bolts while she's talking with Rex or something. And that, yeah, I, I completely agree. You feel the clock there. Yeah, and she takes. Like, I think I didn't because it just gets boring. Watch. It just gets boring. The it's tension boring. starts to starts to leak. Ooh, the ship itself is leaking a lot of things right now. <laughs> one, yeah, one thing on that, she definitely takes two or three body hits. Which, <clears throat> oh well, I want to speed along here because it's kind of boring. They are able to find a Y wing bomber. That yeah, the Y wing was cool, somewhat flyable. Rex is able to to with Ahsoka's help get into it. Ahsoka is about to jump into it. However, at that moment, well, the hold ship on, we can't skip the apart. part. We can't skip the part where uh, the droids are brutally murdered. I alluded to that already, and I sped past it, but please elaborate. I think it's super sad. when uh, Super sad? The droids are cheap and GG. I think R7 has already died at this yeah, point. He, he blew up. He blew up when he was uh, falling or something. I think it was when Rex, when, when Rex and Ahsoka were trying to stop them all from leaving. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So cheap and GG are over at this control panel, and the, and the, the clones find them. <laughs> oh, is this is this what is this when you put your arms up in surrender? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Cheap puts his his little hands up in surrender, and then they just shoot him. They just shoot the droids. Well, actually, there's a there's actually a weirder bureaucratic moment there where the clones go, "Hey, we 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 found the droids. Uh, yeah, kill them." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's super sad. It's uh super it, sad. It shows the droids, and then it cuts back to the clones. And you don't actually see the the droids get destroyed, which is that was a good call. I don't want to see that happen. But just seeing <laughs> the too um, much for you. It's similar to uh, Order sixty six in Episode three when the Jedi mm-hmm. are dying, and it just kind of it just kind of hangs on the clones firing. 
It's just like that. It's cut the same way. There's a similar moment in the Order 66 arc in season six. Um, where uh, Order 66 happens in that season too? Yeah, where Tup, this clone who goes crazy, who has Order 66 go go too early, basically. Oh. He uh, kills a Jedi, and they, they do the camera angles. They do him, they're completely, it's completely compromised, but they have his back facing the camera, so they don't see, you don't even see him kill her. And even when they're rewatching it later, it's actually an Admiral Trench going, mm, yes. <laughs> He's watching it, and as soon as he gets the blaster on the Jedi, he says, enhance. And the camera goes, <laughs> and it, 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 it's completely compromised because, again, the camera angle just changes to the hologram, still blocks the brutal murder. So, anyway, it's totally mm. a thing that they've done a million times, but it, it's tasteful. And again, just think about in a show where clones fight droids and you're always on the clone side. Think now about how you were on the droid side. I'm on the droid the clones side. Are the, bad, the clones are the bad guys. Think yep. about that, that masterful story. Will it's a, it's, a, it's a change on a pin. I'm thinking a about dime. it. I'm, I'm thinking. Thank you. Have I thought enough? Anyway, you're, that's enough. We're moving <laughs> on here. The ship is broken apart. Ahsoka like has Titanic. Ten, a bit of a Titanic moment there. The it, ship actually, breaks apart. It's re- actually, it's more like another film. Um, do you remember? Do you remember the film Star Wars Episode 3? Which one? Oh, Episode 3. When the Invisible Hand was, breaks apart in... The, in, 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 in the uh, command deck, was there any part missing there? A plus 60? Definitely that. that definitely that. <laughs> I don't know. But, what are you thinking uh, of? There was no one who said extend all emergency drive fins and drive shafts. Just, there's there's no one doing the... You know? I don't like, think anyone was in no, charge at this point. No one was in charge. There's. In the midst of crisis, yeah, who's in command actually on the ship? Who's who's the commanding officer? There's some. It wouldn't be Jesse. There's some. It, it would be a, some, a captain. There's a captain of the ship somewhere. There's some Morrisons up there. I don't know. Some clones. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Missed opportunity. So, so this time we mentioned how Dave Filoni's running the, running out the clock here, but he's a good storyteller. He gets spectacle, and this next sequence, frankly, I haven't seen anything like it. So even it was cool. when Dave Filoni is running out cool. the clock. He gives us stuff that I've never seen before. So Ahsoka has missed... She's missed the freighter. Uh, the bomber. and Big whiff. She has to kind of... Well, the, the whole ship goes pin, pinwheeling backwards. And it's cool because then you get Rex perspective and it's just kind of the cockpit going... He gets control of it. Just barely in the nick of time. And he's flying forward back towards the debris. And you're seeing clone bodies go... It's, it's brutal. It's graphic. And Ahsoka is kind of going... And she just barely misses getting onto the cockpit. She sk- she sp- she sp- spins off. She's able to use her lightsabers to, to stop, and she's able to run across the and uh, run across the, the wreckage of the Venator as it goes down. And she's, she's in able free. To, yeah, it's a combination of free fall, free fall. and yeah. then running down. Yeah, the wreckage and then the hull of the ship. Yeah, and then Rex it, Rex is trying to angle the Y wing so he can catch her. It's, it's awesome. just it's sweet. It's a great action scene. Did you? I had a, a a little funny moment here where she she kind of goes and she's kind of hovering over the cockpit. She's mm-hmm. about to get in it, but mm-hmm. just for a moment, she hovers over an empty slot where the astromech droid would go. And I kind of <laughs> thought she was going to go and try and fit in the astromech <laughs> slot, and she'd go. Uh, that would be funny. I don't know why I thought that, but she gets in the top, and then she gets disturbed. in there. And there's just a moment where they both kind of go, hmm. <laughs> just kind of go, a lot just happened there. The nightmare's and over. I'll, wa- 
a lot has happened. This next scene is really sweet. It's this super long pan. I just want to say I liked uh, the Republic Y-Wing getting one last hurrah. One last gasp. Yeah, I like that. I like that ship. I like the Y-Wing. And the Republic Y-Wing is, uh, it's pretty. It's a nice design. And also... You cried. Well, the, the Y-Wing just looks like a bucket of bolts. And the, the Republic one, it, again, it looks, like, it looks like prequel elegant, yeah. It kind of has a bit of a Naboo Starfighter vibe. Yeah, a little bit. The color yeah, definitely, especially. Definitely. But mm. uh, I also like that it made me think of an early Clone Wars episode. I think the first one where Anakin and Ahsoka and Ahsoka really start to connect. And there's that, yeah. there's an there's amazing, sh- it's, it's, it's the one of Anakin leading the squadron of Y-Wings. That's because the bombers can't make it through the nebula. Yeah, that's right. That's the one. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, uh, Anakin's kind of feeling down and Ahsoka reaches out to him. Just a moment of, a big moment in their relationship. Yeah. Seeing, I don't know, that happens early in the Clone Wars, seeing the Y-Wing come back. I was just thinking about that the whole time. No, it's great. And just having you mention that, it's genius because I'm pretty sure in the exact same season, Ahsoka has literally the same plot line. Anakin puts her in charge of her own squadron and literally oh. the entire squadron dies. Whoa. It's the exact same, same same beat of. And it goes with Ahsoka and says, look, you know, you, you can't do that. And it's it's sweet because you just saw him. You can't kill guys? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, I want to know what, if, what you thought about this. So the music is awesome here. It's this slow tilt down on the planet of this, this complete wreckage. Yeah. And it ends with the, the nose barely peeking out and there's just the Y-wing. It's a great, great composition. But beyond that, I wanted to know if you noticed... I think Clone Wars always does this, but it was super apparent here. There were tons of times where it was clear to me that most of the elements in these scenes were hand-drawn or hand, just hand-textured. Um... Because the Vantor crashed in snow itself, that was a painting. And as I watched, because you know the Vantor, it has a bridge, comes up to the Star I think I think you're wrong, sir. Oh, please. I think you are. How wrong? Why am I wrong? It's all CG. Okay. Maybe I'm not me, understanding you. Let me keep explaining. Basically, okay. what happened was um, there's just an incredible shot of just the van turning in the snow. It is pretty flat, and they're kind of cheating it. There's this uh, command bridge that comes up like that, and what we're seeing is... I remember watching it. The parallax of the bridge, the, the raised up section, was wrong as the camera went over it. And oh, I see. The shot below was too flat, and it just... I think hey, there's, something, there's something about the Vantor in the snow. It looks painterly. Later, we see that we see the wreckage behind the clone troopers' helmets. It looks, it looks, just looks hand drawn. Like it looks like it's, it's this water. It has kind of like a watercolor quality to it, a painter thing to it. Anyway, I see hey, what you're, you're saying. The art guy. I, I you see what this. you're saying about the uh, the command bridge parallax. It definitely it looks definitely weird. looks. It looks like Dave Filoni said, "I want to get this composition right." Oh, by the way, there's an extra part we have to add on to it. Just tack it on, which I was fine with because the composition was fantastic. I don't know. I I really down. don't know. I you know I'm gonna say I'm right. Clone Wars. Because... Well, the, the only thing, the only thing that's making me wonder. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, R7's here. They kept his dead body. Okay, cool. Um, the mm. only thing is Clone Wars. The textures in Clone Wars are always meant to look uh, like they were drawn by hand. It's a pretty neat look where the 3D character models, but the textures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see brush brush strokes basically. And that's neat. So I just wonder if maybe that is tricking you a little bit. I think so. But I 100% see what you're talking about. I I really do. 
because you're right there there definitely were parts especially in season one where even in the faces you could kind of see the individual brush strokes of their complexion no i see it i'm looking at it closely here i you're right there's an ots of rex looking towards ahsoka and if you look if you look very closely at the clone helmets and if you look at just kind of the wreckage in the background this is definitely a digital painting with some animated elements put in you could just see you could just see it you can that's cool i'm glad you picked up on that i like it a lot it just shows that this seems special and hey it doesn't look real but it it gives the scene a different quality like a painting anyway the action of the scenes is really tragic rex is putting up a shovel and uh we see that ahsoka is standing in front of just entire rows of graves with little sticks um, with clone, with, I guess maybe it's the guns. I think it's sticks. They're, I don't. Know. They're sticks just pipes. Or guns? I think they're just pipes. pipes. Yeah, pipes holding up the helmets, and we get this really cool shot, just dolling through all of them. And it's just this moment where you, we feel the tragedy of it. It's really cool mm-hmm. because the first teaser trailer of the Clone Wars was just this bizarre shot of just rows and rows <laughs> of helmets, and I was always kind of worried that that wouldn't be something. I always knew that wouldn't be in the show because that shot's so abstract. Mm-hmm. But seeing that here, I said, "Cool, <laughs> cool." Honestly, um, it's probably the highlight of the whole season. It was cool. And the music is building this whole time. And Ahsoka herself has a moment where she has her lightsaber. And she has to kind of, she's wearing her, her gray rebels um, yeah. fulcrum cloak, yes. too. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it looks cool. It she looks cool. Ahsoka in a cloak, though. You're not fooling anybody because you got a weird head. <laughs> I know who's under there. That's so racist. It's true. You are insanely racist. You are off the chain today. But you're totally right, though. I mean, come on. The little... Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's sad. And she has to... Has, she has her own reckoning with the lightsaber, and she kind of has to let it... Just kind of... I, I kind of thought a little bit of... Wait. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Where Bilbo says... She, he's got the ring, and get, he's leaving. And Gandalf says... Oh... Bilbo, the ring. <laughs> and Bilbo goes, Ah, oh, yes, I almost forgot. And he has the ring in his hand. He goes, mm. and he has to, like, he's he has, so hard he, to let go. He, he can't yeah. let go. He has to tilt his hand to let it drop. And it's it's funny. And I'm not saying it's always doing the exact same thing, but she's definitely having trouble. I didn't quite understand why she left it. That kind of felt like a moment to me of, uh, Look, you might need that. The cart leading the horse a little bit of, Hey, what if we had this really cool scene where Darth Vader finds her lightsabers? I feel like they were trying to get to that more than really say anything with her leaving. Well, here's there. a question. Here's a know. question. Two things. One, this is definitely her rena- her her saying. Look, my days of, as an as the way I used to be as a Jedi, those days are over. I have yeah. a new existence. So the, this lightsaber symbolizes that I'm dropping it. Two, we have no indication that she knows anything about Anakin being Darth Vader, despite her maybe hearing what happened with Palpatine. I think that was mainly for our benefit. Um. However, her dropping the lightsabers, these are lightsabers that are Anakin's gifts to her. Perhaps that shows that she knows more than we think she does. She's mm-hmm. leaving behind this last vestige of her master, who she knows is gone. I would have liked I to have um, heard her say that. I would like to see, yeah. Hey, we're going to get there. And then, this is a really good part of the episode. Just a, it's, a, it's just an artful cut. She kind of looks up to the sky as kind of... I know what's next. I'm kind of, I don't know where to go next kind of look. Uh-huh. And it just kind of, it's a crossfade to a, a Lambda, Lambda shuttle going. It's just this artful thing. And the whole time the snow has just kind of, it helps sell all the cross dissolves. And we see some boys. 
We, we see, see some stormtroopers. We some see some snow, snow, snow troopers. troopers. Snow troopers, actually, yeah. And they look great. They I look cool. I think they look really good. The snow um, troopers look good. Everybody else looks weird. I think I thought the stormtroopers looked pretty good too. Gotta be honest. I thought they looked really good. They're okay. Um, they I compared like, they it afterwards like the with the rebels animation, and I kind of forgot just how bad the stormtroopers looked in rebels. And I was <laughs> look. I, I know we disagree on this, but they when had I saw, big, they had big frowny faces. Big in frowny rebels. Because mm, bad guys in life have big frowny faces. Um, I really liked. I'm a huge fan of rebels. I heard some good story stuff. I will probably watch it someday. But hey, it's just come on. It's just a little too kiddy for me. But seeing seeing this era rendered with the Clone Wars kind of engine, <laughs> I don't know if that's what you would call it, but sure. I said, I would like to see more of that. I know you don't have that reaction, but I remember I've had a lot of fatigue personally with the timeline between three and four. Here, here's how I'm going to put it. Yeah. Well, you finish, you finish your thought. Go ahead. Look, there's been Rogue One. There's been Solo. There's been Rebels. Every book, every, all these video games. Look, three between three and four is cool. You know, I don't need to see another Empire animated thing or animated thing. But when I saw this this art style like this, I said, there is room for like a mature Empire thing that could be really cool. And I, when I saw that animation style, I was I was inspired. I, I wanted to see more. I, I really did. Okay. I'm glad you felt that way. Thank you. <laughs> now destroy me. When I see, in Clone Wars, when I see the clone armor in Clone Wars, uh-huh. whether it's Rex, whether, the, whether it's the uh, episode two version of the clone mm-hmm. armor episode three which i think we both prefer right the episode two version it sure but it doesn't matter they're all when i see those in clone wars i look at them and i go those look great that looks like the movie mm-hmm. when i saw stormtroopers here i went they don't look right they don't look like the movie fair enough step, was... step up from hey step up from rebels which was a much more stylized thing well um it's difficult right? i mean the clone troopers and the prequels but it, they was, don't look there like was never a real one they were always animated so oh, it for, wasn't, yeah. yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But still, look, I know what a stormtrooper looks like. I've seen that my entire life. And <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> look, it just it just wasn't right. The, the shape of the head fair. just wasn't quite right. The proportions. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's I just me. I will give you that. And also, gotta be honest, Vader comes in later. I think he looks cool. I think you're right. He's a little skinny. Red goggles, a little goofy. Well, it's but, it's um, the red goggles. It's the matte texture on the mask. He looks like a New Hope. Yeah. And Rogue One. I just don't know why they did that. I just don't understand that creative choice. Why? Because... And not do episode three. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Because... I don't know. I guess they're trying to say that this How is closer to A New Hope oh, than it is episode right. three, but... I don't know. But look, I, I like seeing Darth Vader. I love would, the episode three suit so much. He looks oh, amazing in that film. You moan every time that part comes on. He um, looks so good. He looks pretty sweet. I mean, he looks sweet in Empire, too, but... I have to be 100% honest, though, watching it again, I, I do love this scene. There was something off about it beyond the, the, the modeling. The animation of both the Vader and the Stormtroopers, there was a jitteriness to it that I didn't quite understand. No, there is. Um, there is. And I was watching I the Vader one. why it was there. Even his hands. He's kind of, when he hunches down, there's kind of Yes. This, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I didn't understand. I saw that and I went, bumps. is this just bad animation or are they trying to make him seem robotic? Maybe, but the, I I felt it the stormtroopers and the snowtroopers too, so I, I didn't get it. It almost sure. felt like they had like a different engine. I I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe just lazy. Maybe rushed. However, I don't know. however, thinking about this as as a conclusion to to Clone Wars and the this 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 Star Wars story, look, having Darth Vader show up, um, in a tangible way, you're just forced to confront 
this character this 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 whole show has been making Anakin more sympathetic, more like a person, more like a man. And you're forced to confront because in the prequels, <laughs> uh, he's conflicted. I like Hayden's performance a lot. He's a little moody, a little moody. But but again, so when I confront that with Vader, it's definitely sad. But when I, when I confront Vader being Matt Matt Land Matt, yeah. Matt Lantier's version of him, I'm like Matt Matt wow. Lantier brings a certain bro element to Anakin. Yeah, that is honestly really good. It's really cool and and really needed and. Being forced to confront those two characters as the same person, it's like, oof. And oof. they do it even better. Um, they have a really nice match cut here where it's a very similar composition to the the above shot with Venator and Ahsoka's Y-Wing. Now we see the white has now covered the entire planet um, and the ship. And we just see Darth Vader's black basically outline mm-hmm. walking towards it. It's, it's, a be- it's, beautiful it's shot. the exact same shot. Yeah, beautiful cool. shot. Not quite as wide. Um, and... He looks at it. He goes. He has this kind of solemn moment. He looks down, finds his lightsaber, kind of looks at it, activates it, and it's this moment where you see Darth Vader with a blue lightsaber. And again, it brings all in mind. Hey, that's Anakin's color. <laughs> you made the lightsaber for Ahsoka. It's this moment where, in four, especially a little bit in five, not as much in six, where we now know that there's a man underneath there, a man with a complex story, a complex backstory, mm-hmm. and we can't see his face. We can't. We can't, and we can only imagine what's going on there. And there's something just really tragic that we are no longer privy to this man's emotional life. Mm. And it, it was sad. And then he sees you, a bird. He sees a bird. Nice <laughs> <laughs> little bird. There's <laughs> a big bird watcher. Like birds. <laughs> um, you mentioned something about this bird. What is what is what's happening with this bird? I did I did not understand. I had to look this up. But um, I had a feeling that it was a rebels thing because. It definitely Rebels. appears in season two of Rebels. It definitely appears when Ahsoka and Vader fight. But uh, on Malakor. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I have seen. I've seen that. I've seen when they fight. But um, mm-hmm. I looked it up, and it appears on Mortis, this this mm-hmm. weird planet. We'll cover that arc one day. That's a great Clone Wars arc. That's really doing a lot of heavy lifting for Star Wars lore. But um, yeah. The the bird represents daughter from Mortis and daughter and Ahsoka are eternally linked because I mean not to go into that whole story but basically daughter saves Ahsoka's life and her spirit energy is transferred into Ahsoka so more more wildly what is the daughter represent beyond that oh the light side of the force basically and um so this bird is it kind of represents Ahsoka it represents his memories of Mortis and it represents uh, the, light side that's still the, the light side in him, yeah. It's it's this artful moment. It's not really something we see in Clone Wars a ton. Yeah, honestly, this whole sequence is kind of a little, feels a little alien, but it feels cool. And it was cool. Like, and again, even though I didn't get it, I just I knew there was meaning behind it. I did, which too. is cool. And it was artful. And that's I mean, come on, this is, this is a kid's show, and it was sweet. He turns away, turns out the lightsaber. He kind of does a little flourish with a cloak and walks away. And the last thing we see is one of the painted masks just peeking out through the snow kind of cracked with age mm-hmm. it, but it has the orange markings and we see mm-hmm. in the visor Darth Vader's silhouette walking away into the white that was sweet and that's, and that's the end it's a great ending that's a um, great shot look this episode it's got some problems and I think we could talk about what we'd rather have seen but look there's some cool things here Ahsoka not killing the clones even in the face of just such evil that even in the face of 66 Ahsoka sees the humanity that's that's really cool and that's not something we see in the films. So I sure. think that's really sweet. Um, 
I think this whole just really quick to run through this because I, I think I want to talk more about what this episode should have been. Just overall of this this Jeez, hater. arc. <laughs> this this hate, this hate makes this, you powerful. This arc really added to me a sense of fate. That's always something we see in Star Wars, but something about Maul, something about just the, even with Ahsoka's knowledge, just it being inevitable, Anakin turning to the dark side, and seeing that through another perspective, I got the sense of there there was a cosmic game going on here that no one could prevent it no yeah. one could have and i i think it's cool i <laughs> i definitely think that's cool what also, uh what, what elements are making you feel that um i feel that a little bit with ahsoka is just kind of inability to recognize that anakin could be this thing i i feel that a little bit with ahsoka having this knowledge that could have helped that she doesn't share hmm. just darth maul having these visions and premonitions and just yeah, definitely darth maul sense yeah. of foreboding and dread throughout the first the second and third episodes um and another cool thing was they kind of they kind of do this interesting thing with Maul, where you have Sidious having this puppet war with the clones and droids, but you kind of have Maul being a puppet master of himself, and it kind of it brings it kind of solidifies this really cool element of the Sith as the puppet masters. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. That they are not only using the Force to guide events, but they are directly. I mean, they're 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 puppeteering things of cosmic scale and the cool thing about the Plagueis book is the force allows that but the force does strike back the force will write itself, it does yeah which is really cool that's anakin it's anakin and just seeing ahsoka's steadfast loyalty to anakin that the council can betray her look she can be kind of upset at anakin for leaving her behind and when that all this stuff went down in season five but ahsoka being unwilling to accept anakin as this evil thing that's it's tragic i and love that i love it and the only reason she is like that is because Anakin was so different. So different. And, but even even Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan accepts it that more than Ahsoka does. It's interesting. Accepts that he's master. gone? Yeah. But, well, then you are lost. He says that. He does. He, he, he cries. He cries later, though. He cries. I mean, he, he's, he's sad. He's broken up about it, but he, he, he sees evil. He says later, to Luke, kill this man. He never for once visioned he did his, say third, that. third path, you know, which is weird. Um, that's sad. Um, yeah. That's a little open to interpretation in Return of the Jedi. However, that's how I interpret it. I just don't sure. want to be completely uh, hard yeah. about that. But that, look, sure. that's how I like to read it as, as well. Yeah. One thing I want to just mention before we get into, I think what we would have preferred to have seen with this episode and this maybe this arc, is just a quick lore snafu that I myself opened. And okay. I will now close. I will now close the sutures okay. of this wound. I had always been confused about the ending of season four where Darth Maul gets oh, season five where his butt gets kicked by Sidious and Sidious says I have a plan for you and in mm-hmm. this episode he's just back on, on Mandalore and he, I don't understand what what happened with Sidious oh there. was there no snafu the the snafu is simply because it's not addressed in this medium in a separate medium in the, the son of Dathomir comic series oh. Sidious uses Darth Maul to take out the Night Sisters he senses that mother Talzin the Night Sister oh that's it lady yeah hmm. yeah so. that's too bad too bad. Is, there wasn't more going on there. Wait, how's that resolved though? When okay, so when Sidious does that, does he just say thanks? See, he just thanks. Go back to what you're doing. <laughs> really? Look, I I don't I don't know the Sun Death more comic series. I simply know what events happened. Yeah. Um, I don't quite know how it's resolved. So it's it's still unfulfilling. I think it's a bit of a wasted. Well, what you but... had concocted in your head was cooler than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of things I concocted in my head, what what did you want to see this episode? <laughs> what did you want to see? Uh, I already said it a little bit, but I. I really, uh, we said it. We said it many times that this arc, the way it's presented and the way the episodes are cut up, 
felt like a single piece. It did not feel like episodes of television. Mm-hmm. These last two episodes kind of did. Um, but anyway, since since it did feel more of a, a complete story unto itself, I wanted more of a movie ending. Yeah. I kind of already said that. I wanted... So if, if, if this arc begins with Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, the clones, all reuniting, I mean, it... it I can't say that it doesn't end in a satisfying place. I mean, it does. And we have enough tangential Star Wars knowledge to mm-hmm. understand. Like you said, we look in Darth Vader's in the suit at the end and we don't see his face, but we can imagine what's going on inside him. Yeah. But I personally would have loved to have seen a conversation with Anakin, or sorry, a conversation with Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, maybe Yoda oh gosh, and Ahsoka. Some kind of resolution, basically a stronger resolution, because this, the biggest resolution in the ending for me is that sequence of the Clone Wars helmets. Yeah. Completely wordless. It's just kind of pure George Lucas. Wordless visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. And you, you see that and you just get the clones, the entire Clone War. They had computer chip in their brain. They went a little crazy at the end, but they were people. They were good soldiers. That's they were what good. Ahsoka called them. They were good soldiers. They died nobly. Yeah. They were people. They were humans, and they deserve way better. They deserve way <laughs> they better. Deserved way better than what they got. And that is a great ending. That's I, I love that. But yeah. again, I said it before, but that is a great ending for a series finale. It's not a great ending for this movie thing what i thought was a movie yeah exactly so some kind of really strong character resolution for ahsoka is what i personally was really missing you said it really well over text is that none of the main characters in this arc get a true ending gets a true ending yeah that's tough when maul blasts away and i'm like oh we're gonna cut back to him and we never do yeah that was sad that was tough because all i needed was like one scene where he just kind of does something spooky that i can be excited about that's all i needed this needed a return of the king uh, ending montage. Yeah. yeah, that's what it needed. It did. That would have um, been great. I kind of thought through a bit more of a plotty thing. Uh, I really like what you said about the ending being more, a bit more spiritual to clones, but Thank what you. I kind of envisioned is this arc is the Siege of Mandalore, and... Kind of. It's, well, yeah. But the whole the whole story usually gravitates around Mandalore. I would have been like, okay, Rex and Ahsoka get away. Where can they go? Where do they have friends? Oh, Mandalore. Back to Mandalore, and as we know, there's clones there. And I don't know, maybe Bo-Katan has to make a stand, say, I'm going to shelter these Jedi, I'm going to shelter these traitors. And mm. the clones there say, no. And that's that's what brings on the purge. That these, these, these once proud people have one last gasp. They stand side by side with their compatriots. These people that have been enemies forever, the Jedi and the Mandalorians, and they have not had friendly relations, but mm. in this weird town of Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, they forge a friendship. Yeah. Look, they're, they're going to stand by each other. And... Mandalore is going to be pummeled to pieces that would have been in, sweet. in between that. And I don't know. There's, there's something about Mandalore just kind of disappearing from the story that I, I didn't like. Uh, I, I just wish. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I wish there's a little bit more there. And to me, it seems clear they're going to do more with it with Mandalorian. But again, that just kind of shows the weaknesses of, of series storytelling. Of Yeah. You, you can, can never tell the best version the of the story. story. You can't. Because well, there's, just, there's just so many other things of, you know, there's always post notes saying, okay, don't do this because Dave Filoni will tell us this and Mandalorian and it's just, you you can't tell the full picture. You yeah. can't. And so there being no Mandalorian connection was sad. There being no Obi-Wan connection was really sad. So that's what Gosh, I would have seen. I mean, yeah. Think back to that scene 
in is, is the first episode of this arc when Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka kind of argue a little bit. Mm-hmm. She says, look, this is why people don't like the Jedi, because you're off to rescue the Chancellor. Yeah. I mean, imagine politics, if they imagine politics. if that conversation got to resolve and they both say, look, look. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Look, they both, we are both used by forces beyond our control. They, right. Here's they my hug. phone Maybe number they hug. if you to talk. Maybe they hug, they handshake, they grieve for Anakin. Yeah, that, that would be... I, look, I'm all for that, grieving for Anakin. I would be all for Obi-Wan lying to Ahsoka of saying, look, I had to oh, kill okay. him. He's dead. That's or good not too. lying, I'm just what he, what, he, what he thought. And maybe Ahsoka has to get away from Obi-Wan. I don't know. Just those two characters brought Something. into the collision course again would have been yeah. so satisfying. That would have so, been good. Here's a question. I like, I, I oh, like your... Uh, I, I really like your idea of concluding on Mandalore and just imagine if the third episode let's say the third episode is a Venator episode mm-hmm. and it it's largely the same basically episodes three and four are episode three Combined. instead yeah yeah okay. and and the ship maybe maybe Darth Maul wrecks the hyperdrive as they're trying to leave Mandalore and then they crash land on Mandalore and then oh, you've got this cool. great epic final confrontation on Mandalore of I mean imagine if uh, you you may have actually said this or been thinking already, but imagine if the two factions of the Mandalorians, the red guys and the blue guys, they come together with the ex Jedi to fight the clones. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, even that cooler. Would... There's this incredible moment on the show we love the you know Tartovsky's Clone Wars. What's his name? Tartovsky. Tartakovsky. Yeah, I tried. You're pretty close. This is an incredible sequence on Hypori. This is where General Grievous makes his first debut appearance, where it's just it's just a down Venator in the middle of a field. Yeah. How cool would it have been if you got yeah. this down Venator, the Jedi Mandalorians, they have, they have to reinforce it against waves of clones. The clones have now taken over Mandalore. They have they have, they have the high ground. Yeah. They have to go out and, and besiege this down Venator, the last gasp of the Republic, basically. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah, ending on this neutral world, Mandalore, Ironically, this this world that always tried to remain neutral becomes the final, uh, the final point. representation of everything the Republic held dear. Mm, beautiful, and I think now we can kind of ask. We have a friend that's rewatching season six and that the Yoda episodes that we love a lot, and those episodes end really cool. It ends with Yoda kind of talking about, "I'm not sure if the war can be won. I'm not sure these if great any, questions if, about if war. Any, if any war, war can be won." And now this is the ending, and this ending is. It definitely solves the story. It definitely it ends the project of the clones to me, which I think the whole point of the Clone Wars is to make Anakin more likable and uh, <laughs> make the clones more human. And I think it succeeded in both counts of this episode. I love the Yoda episodes, but I think this is a much more satisfying conclusion. However, there's something mystical yeah. about those episodes, the season six, that they worked as an ending. They really did. Uh, they were unfinished. Yeah, I guess, but they I guess they did. They yeah. worked. Yeah. This is a better ending. Um, yeah. I like that Yoda arc more personally. Oh yeah, I mean it's a great. It's telling some great stuff, but I'm thinking as just as an ending. As an ending, you know. this is better. Um, but hey, hey, now we got both. Yeah, both. <laughs> Go <laughs> if we want. So, what do you think about the season as a whole? I don't know. What we want to talk about it too much, but this, look to me, this season I, I'm is happy. We got it. You know, I'm happy. To me, this season is the four episodes at the end. Yeah. The rest is just not. It's not even real. That's yeah. even Bad Batch doesn't. <laughs> it feels compromised compared to this. You know. Bad Batch feels like something that was thrown in the trash and dug out, and then the no, the a great mid season arc for sure would have yeah. been really cool. But it didn't it was not the season opener after. But how it could many have been, it could have been cool. It could have set up all the themes that this last arc's dealing with. Oh my gosh! What if the Bad Batch? What if the Bad Batch? What if their chips didn't work? Yes, exactly. Right. You could have set it up. Yeah. 
you would need to of, they had favorable what mutations they had this whole their ships yeah their it would have ne- because of that it were would, broken it would have needed a rewrite and a little more time but you could have done it look they had that come on <laughs> come on they had many years to make this work uh, uh but the that arc the martez arc i mean we we've said it that that arc's bad those uh, those are filler those are they said we got this i we got this idea for a conclusion. We want to do that. Four episodes, two hours. And Disney said, we got to make it a season. And mm. that's what those other eight episodes were. Yeah. So, and it's unfortunate. But hey, Dave Filoni, he really, he saw, he, his eyes were her, his eyes were on the prize. He knew what the show needed and he gave it what the show needed. The, the concluding arc is you know. great. I really liked it. I think it's worth the terribleness of the other ones. I do. Truly. Um, well, cool. Any, any last words to see about season seven in this episode? No. <laughs> it was good. I hey, I've enjoyed talking about the Clone Wars. I really have. Look, I this is the best Star Wars in years. I don't want to be done talking about the Clone Wars. I don't. I think well, we're I think not to done. hear you talk about it. I think so I think I would like to get back to the films. I would like to talk about Empire Strikes Back next. Well hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just said something important. No, I am coming around, back around to it. It's a big it's a big All right, boomerang. go. Go. Look, I think I think prequel projects obviously is going to continue. There's plenty more Star Wars to continue to talk about. I think we should continue talking about the films. I think it was a five next, maybe six. Maybe the I think I next. think an Empire Strikes Back episode uh, may exist. I think it, it, it possibly has been waiting a while <laughs> to be released. <laughs> Ooh, that was gross. Sorry. Um, however, I think as we as we feel inspired, I don't know if I necessarily want to cover Clone Wars season by season. I think pinpointing really impactful arcs we both arcs we both like and talking about them in great detail probably has one episode. I don't know if we need to do three episodes for one arc. I would like to start identifying arcs that we both really like. And hey, we have an email now, prequel.apologetics at gmail.com. If there's arcs that you love, things that were really impactful to you both as a kid and as, a, as an older fan now, hit us up. We would love to talk more about Clone Wars. <laughs> Please give us something to do. Uh... I'm down for covering episode of every episode of Clone Wars. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> including the including the including the Jar Jar Binks. Bomb ba- and... Jedi. Bomb Jedi is a great episode. Oh, I'm saying there there are arcs with there are some bizarre pairings. We have Jar Jar Binks with Bail Organa as an arc. We have Jar Jar Binks with Mace Windu <laughs> Come as an arc. On, man, There's Clone Wars is ones. the gift that keeps on giving. No, it totally is. Um, I think anyway, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, of course, if our audience has any any. Any input, we'd love to Let hear us know. it. But, yeah. uh, Prequel.apologetics at gmail.com. I think the Morris arc is definitely a good one. I, I think it may be worth looking at the film, or at least some of the, the season one arc we keep talking about with Anakin. Definitely the Genos arc. I love that one just from a spectacle standpoint. Um, we'll talk about it Darth later. Maul. Anyway, a lot of good stuff. Clone Wars, we will definitely be returning to it, um, but I think the films are next on the, on the list. Original trilogy, yeah. sequels, original trilogy. Clone Wars. Here's a question: Would you like to Would you like to tackle original trilogy than the sequels, or original trilogy than the spinoffs? Do we have to do the spinoffs? <laughs> no, we don't have to. <laughs> Rogue, Rogue no, Wave. what we should do? We should do original trilogy, then Disney era in order of release. So yeah, Force like Awakens, that. Rogue One, like Solo, uh, Last Jedi, Solo. That's a good compromise because I think, yeah, we don't have to cover the the the, the spinoffs. I think Rogue One deserves a bit of a rebuff. I think it's I think you're no, Solo too, Solo as well. But I think Rogue One especially. Rogue One has received a lot of praise and look. Oh yeah, it has some cool parts. However, oh, it is, I have it come is to, nothing... I, I have learned some some intel. Oh yeah. I've, okay, Rogue One 
is a big ripoff of Halo Reach, <laughs> which really? is a prequel to the Halo series, Ooh. and is it, it, they're the same. They're How the is same. that possible? I mean, uh, what's his name? John Knoll had this idea long before Halo Reach was I, even a twinkle. Uh, look, I can't explain it, but I saw okay. what I saw. <laughs> you saw what you saw. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Rogue One, it has not... It has not been critically rebuffed in a way it needs to be. And look, if you're a fan of Rogue One, check it out. We're going to talk about the good and bad parts of it. But You're wrong. It has not. You're wrong. It has not been talked about critically in the way it really needs to. So we're going to do that. We'll do We'll do the spinoffs. We'll cover, we will cover all the Disney films. Oh, Force Awakens, sure. Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. We did that. We did that. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll come full circle. We'll come back to it. We don't have to. Please no. I'm not watching it again. Okay, okay, we'll see. I had to watch it twice. You only watched it once, okay? I yeah, I've, I'm proud of that. I've only seen it once. Once was enough. <laughs> I'm proud of that. Well, cool, man. Hey, uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Prequel.apologetics at gmail.com. Send us an email. Tell us what you're up to. Pizza roll. What'd you say? All right. Did you say pizza roll? Send the pizza, pizza roll. Send us pizza rolls. Uh, we we got to remember the red letter media comments. We got to remember them. They're, they're important. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Goodbye, friends. Get spaced.